This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Wow! Welcome to the jungle! We got Hart and Dwayne! We got Cameron Gillian! Man, Jack Black is insane! Cause it's Jumanji! Welcome to the jungle! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's guilty movie pleasure. Yes! Yes! Made that up three seconds ago and didn't fumble. That was really well done. You know, hey, if I have a special skill, it's half-assing my intros, and every once in a while I stick that landing. That's one of your strengths. I just <laughs> stick it like a like a gymnast. Isn't That's, that what they do? I I mean, not like that. No, <laughs> no, no. I don't think they clap before they, don't they throw clap hands into up. a Y. No, uh, that's like a cheerleader. Y M C A. Anyways, that's that's a whole different yeah, thing. There's a significant difference between cheerleading and olympic level and there's a bigger difference between gymnastics and the village people for sure but hey that's what we're starting with today ladies and gentlemen welcome to guilty movie pleasures i am your host unfortunately as always for you (laughs) just kidding i hope you like me ben begley hey you can check me out at the ben begley that was a weird spiral i went on and with me as always jesse McIntosh. McIntosh, i don't give a fuck if you like me yeah that's that's why you're here that's why we have balance so there it is can you feel it there's been a disturbance in the force as as Where can they find you, Jesse? On Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse. Ooh, I got a noisy chair. Nice. Is, that's gonna be fun for the try, iTunes. Try listeners. and utilize it as best you can. Yep, yep, yep. Here, I, I gotta, I gotta get my notes. Oh, I didn't I print was, them. I was gonna say like this is the second straight episode you've come in no notes. Ah, uh, no, yeah, I have and notes. Last time it was just because it was a live or a film in theaters. Yeah, and I didn't want to. Like, could you imagine if I was taking notes on my phone in the theater? That would have been hilarious. Super annoying. Yeah. You should, if you had done it, you should have sat right next to someone. Especially with like the three D glasses like we had on. Theater. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right next to someone. You know what? Um, uh, I, I just, um, I just saw Ready Player One today, and it's awesome. And I would love to know. This is. I won't go on a tangent about it. But if you saw Ready Player One, geek out with me on Twitter because my head's exploding. And I found certain scenes that were plot scenes. I was instead of listening to what was going on, I was going, "Oh, Battletoads! Oh, this! Oh, that! Oh, Goro!" and just like pointing out in my head all the all the Easter eggs. And so I need to see it again for um, some of the plot that I just glossed over when geeking out. I just so similarly, I just saw Mudbound. So <laughs> if, uh, if anyone wants to chat Mudbound with me, um, I'm ready and prepared. That's it's not as fun of a hang. As Ready Player One, I didn't I see Mudbound yet. Yeah, it's a it's a bummer. It's, it's a bummer. A real downer. It's a, a real downer. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are here talking Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. And the reason we chose this, even though it has a seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I personally don't think it's guilty at all. I don't feel guilty watching it. I think it could be considered a guilty movie pleasure because it's ridiculous and silly. But they instead of uh, like just doing the video game tropes and you watch it and go, oh, this is a video game movie. They make fun of the video game tropes 
and they play up the NPCs, the non-player characters. And we talked about how Tomb Raider was like the best video game. The new Tomb Raider is the best video game movie that's been made, a direct translation. But I would argue this is the best video game movie ever made. If even though it's not obviously a uh, really translated on a real video game, right? No, but it's hell, it's so fun and it hits all the video game tropes and it 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 plays like a movie. Like it plays like you're playing a hilarious video game, which would sounds like it shouldn't work at all. It sounds like it should be like after a while you're like Ugh. even the second time watching it last night I was like all right this is where I'm gonna get tired of it and then it was still hilarious like I never get it moves it's a two hour movie but it moves yeah sure does and it feels like ninety minutes yeah what do you think because I saw it in theaters and my, my wife Renee and I just loved it we thought it was hysterical I'm interested to know what you thought Jesse um, I so the guilt for me came in in the run up um, because I was like staunchly in the camp of like they probably shouldn't have made another one. Yeah. Like Jumanji was a really, really fun and good movie. Yeah. And maybe we should have just stopped there because it was great. And why rehash it? And then when I when someone told me when it was in theater, someone told me that it was a video game rather than a board game. I was like, oh, they probably didn't need to do that. Like, I don't, I don't know why. It had it's, all its cards stacked against yeah, it. Of yeah. People being like, why the hell is this? Coming right. Out? What, what are we doing with this here? Um, yeah. And. Uh, and so, like, going in, I had a lot of trepidation and a lot of, like, I, yeah, I was, it had an uphill battle. Uh, and did it win you me. over? And it was so much fun. Yes! Like, it was such a good time. It's you such just a said, surprise, it right? It flies. Um, Kevin Hart, to me, like, <laughs> any any time he was talking, I was like, this is probably the best part of the movie. My, my favorite character is Jack Black, because Jack Black... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Like playing Bethany, right? Could have dipped, and Renee and I talked about this at length both times we watched it. Could have dipped so easily into stereotype of just like that's all the characters could have dipped really easily into the tropes that they are in like the Breakfast Club type opening. Yeah, but they humanize them a lot. And Jack Black never once do you think while you're watching it like, oh, that's Jack Black hitting on that guy, or that's Jack Black playing up a. I'm like, no, that's Bethany. In Jack Black's body. Like, right. he he grounds this absurd character and these ridiculous lines in... I don't know how he does... I don't know how, because he, it, it's so easy to hit the gas on that and be annoying. It was so clearly, like... Uh, the other three were clearly, like, enjoying themselves, yeah. but Jack Black was having a fucking blast. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just having so much fun, yeah. and it was very clear. And, like, the whole scene where he's teaching her how to flirt that's what i was gonna say steve if you can can you look up on youtube if there is that clip of jack black teaching karen gillen how to flirt in jumanji because it's just visually it's it's hilarious karen uh, jack black jack black teaching to flirt in jumanji um but that particular scene was a little bit meta for me because it seemed like jack black telling karen gillen karen Karen gillen gillen um how to behave in a sexy way like it seemed like he read that scene and then incorporated all of those things into what he was doing for the yeah. entirety of the movie. Yeah. 
Like it was that was super well, interesting to me. I would love to know, and maybe this is on, I, I have a I had I watched it on uh, Vudu. I need to buy the I want to buy it um, physical copies because I'm a nerd and I still collect physical <laughs> copies. I will not subscribe to just buying digital. That's bullshit. There you go. But anyways, take a stand. I take a stand mm-hmm. for clutter. <laughs> uh, stand for my clutter. My wife the, hates it for the sake of garbage. But I would love to know in the behind the scenes, or maybe it's on IMDb and I just should have read it. Um, which scenes were shot first? Like, you know how when they do an animation film, the voiceover's done first and they animate according to the actor yep. to make it look more like them. It, it's either the kids saw the performances of The Rock and Kevin Hart and all them and, and mimicked them, or vice versa, because they are dead on. Like, The Rock has Spencer's quality. The only one that doesn't, even though I think he's hilarious, is Kevin Hart. He, he is nothing like The Fridge no. in the game, but no. I don't care. Because I still, this is like an unofficial sequel to me for Central Intelligence, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, perfect. We'll play it in a little while. Just keep that. Um, it, Central Intelligence I thought was hilarious. And I, I will watch anything with The Rock and Kevin Hart because they are the perfect foil to each other. Sure. The, scene where, <laughs> the scene where Kevin Hart is fridge stepping up to Spencer in the game. Yeah. And he shoves him off the edge and then he slaps him. And then the rock slaps Kevin Hart and he flies against the wall. Yeah. It's such a fun physical comedy moment. I I was crying. I was laughing so hard at this movie. Yeah. But you're right. And like I, but you they they embody their their teenage characters. Totally. And I almost would have been upset had Kevin Hart embodied uh, the teenage version yeah. of him just because like Kevin Hart should just do Kevin Hart. Yeah, exactly. And, like, that's what we're here to see. I didn't want him to do anything different. Yeah. Yeah. It's so just if you're nitpicking. Thing. Right, right. Like Karen Gillan nailed the the, totally. the Martha, even some of her looks and mannerisms and like insecurities. And and it's such a cool and I like the fact that even though her outfit outfit was very uh much uh, it was an exploitative outfit, exploitative outfit for her. Right. They made fun of it. Like, why am I wearing a like a halter top yeah. and short shorts in the jungle? This yeah. makes no sense. It was great when she complained about that, and then she all she did was tie a sweater around her waist. Like, why don't you put that sweater on? Like, what? <laughs> why are you so bummed out about this outfit, but refuse to yeah. cover it up? This yeah, exactly. It's very funny. Exactly. Um, so I guess let's just get into the plot in under three minutes. Let's get right into it, and then we'll we'll start going joke by joke because I I love this movie so much, and I just want to watch it again. Right? We should just spend the entire episode watching. Can we watch forty three forty three minutes thirty seven seconds? That's perfect. Are we ready we'll, in the booth we'll for the plot for in under under three minutes? Okay. Okay, so we get the prologue where the board game is is in the beat on the beach, like in the end of the first one, I think. Maybe yeah. I can't remember. And um, the dad comes, dusts it off, takes it to his son. His son's like, "This is lame. I don't want to play board games." So the game then turns into a video game, like an Atari cartridge. Yep. He plugs that in, plays, gets sucked in. We're now into this Breakfast Club opening. You got the nerd Spencer, who's awkward and kind of in love with Martha, who's the smart girl who doesn't want to do gym class because it's stupid and she thinks it's pointless. Then you get Bethany, who's obsessed and selfieing and and FaceTiming in class, and you get the fridge who's now a football star, used to be best friends with Spencer, and now just has him write his papers for him. They all get detention. Right, they all get sent to detention where they have to pull staples out of magazines. They find this old video game console. They look over, there's a TV. They're like, let's do it. They plug it in. Um, they are forced to... Cre- choose characters. Choose characters. One's already taken. Yep. Um, so they're forced to choose, and then one by one, when the game starts, they get sucked into the game. They all fall down. They realize who they are. They're like, fuck, I think we're in the game. Yeah. And then uh, the the Hippopot- Flight of the Concords... Go- oh, yeah, yeah, the Hippopotamus comes and, and eats, eats Jack Black. <laughs> And, and then, they realize they have lives. Yep. And then Jack Black falls back out of the sky, and then they meet the flight of the Concords guy, who's like, "Mary, yeah, you, you welcome need a, to Jumanji. You need to reverse the curse." 
I like that accent. That was so we cuff. find out that uh, Van Pelt, Professor Van Pelt, used to be friends with um, Bravestone, The Rock, aka Spencer, and uh, they he betrayed him. He stole a jewel from Jumanji from the Eye of the Jaguar, and he's able to control all the animals. So they ha- and he has the jewel there. He gives it to him, then leaves, and they're like, "Why can't you just drive us?" Which I always think of yeah. video games like, "Make it that way." And so then uh, the first level is the run or something, and all these bike uh, like X game bikers come and start attacking him and they, they realize their skills. The Rock whoops a couple dudes. Uh, Karen Gillan jump kicks a guy and it's awesome. And then they defeat this level. They realize they're on the second level, which what was the second they, level. They got to get to the village. They got to get to the village. So they get to the village and they're like uh, being conspicuous. And then uh, Kevin Hart eats cake and he's uh, he his cake is genius and it explodes him. And then everyone has their eyes on him. And then the child is like, come with me. And he brings him to the basket with the snake. And they, they pull the snake out and they he declaws the snake. And then they get the, uh, pe- the elephant. The elephant that says, when you see me climb and they're like I don't know what the hell this means yeah. there's an awesome fight scene with Van Pelt's dudes and The Rock <laughs> wrecks him while announcing each of his moves yeah uh, then they go Nick, Nick Jonas shows up and brings yeah. him uh, and like takes them with the torch and he's to like Alan Parrish's house Robin Williams character from, yeah. from the first movie yeah and they realize that he's been there for 20 years he's like, oh boy okay he's like let's go to the transportation <laughs> shed I've died here twice I don't want to die again that's why I've stayed here for 20 years um, they go and they uh, she they, they teach her how to flirt and she distracts the guards and then they dance fights yeah she dance fights and then they get in the helicopter and they helicopter away and then they get to the place with the torches and the rock is like I'm gonna climb up the trees and then he doesn't and then fuck you, okay uh, they, get, yeah. they get there and then the, the, the jaguars are attacking they, they distract him they work as a team uh, Karen Gillan realizes she needs to die to drop the jewel back to the rock as he's rocketing up it on his motorbike he puts it back and they yell Jumanji and they're back and they're all happy now and they've learned and, and they, they kiss save- each other they save Alex Alex Reek Freak yep. House. They save Alex yep. Reek because it turns out we forgot that in the that he, it turns out uh, he yeah. was the son. Uh, he's the guy in the beginning. Yeah. So that's why they can't select Seaplane. Uh, Colin Hanks. I I did have a question about why Seaplane was the first Avatar taken and not Brave. I think because it was just the first one up top. He was probably like, "What's this?" Yeah, but why? Why wasn't the captain of the expedition some, the first guy? Some people guy? like. Some people like side characters. Some people like the wizard. Some people like the mage. Yeah, but then you choose that. They don't have that up top. That's a good point. That's all I'm saying. Plot hole. Yeah. Guys. Try again. Jumanji. I I feel like um, what this movie does really well, which we missed when we saw it in theaters because we were late. Because every time my wife and I go to the movies, it's coordinated with Daisy's nap time. Dropping her off at my in-laws and then rushing over to the theater that's like 10 minutes away. I say away. don't. I say leave her at home and let her <laughs> yeah, deal with it. Just, she, when, how's she going to learn? How's she going to learn? You know what I mean? Survival of the fittest. Yeah. So we And we thought, oh, there's 20 minutes of previews. I read the time wrong, mm-hmm. and we were like 10 minutes past that. So we came in right as they were at school already. So I missed the freak house thing. I missed the oh. prologue and all that stuff. I had to read about it online because I was like, what the hell did we miss? But this movie does a really good job in like 10 minutes of setting up all the characters and getting you right into the action. Yes. They did a couple of a couple of things were were a little bit clunky. Um the the board game to video game transition was a, it just like happened. Yeah. So it's I, magic. It's well, too obviously magic, bro. Like, yeah, obviously it's a magical board game so it can do it at once, but like all right, like maybe we could have just found a board or a video game, I guess, or like maybe there's a console in there that, or like a cartridge in there that Alan Parrish didn't find because I don't know he was it I wasn't think, around. I think like, it was a way for the them to say we're respecting the old one, but morphing it literally yes, into a new yes. one. Yes, it, it just it was 
it happened very quickly. Yeah. And well, it, it, was, it was just Jesse like, wants a 20 minute opening I of don't. how this I for <laughs> sure don't. I definitely don't want that. But it, it was just like um, like a couple of things where they they ran into roadblocks where they're just like, yeah, let's just like, I don't know. Let's just jump over the roadblock real quick. Let's not figure out how to remove the roadblock. Mm-hmm. Let's just jump over. And there were a couple of other like conversations when they were in the jungle between um, like the two women mm-hmm. when they had their conflict and Jack Black like all of a sudden was imparting this deep wisdom. You're like, they never hinted okay. that at all in, in yeah, the real life. Yeah, yeah, there just wasn't any of that. But now we we're in the jungle and we're, we I, have to have a two line <laughs> conversation, and we just did it. I liked that conversation a lot. I just wish they had set up that Bethany was mm-hmm. had any instance of that, had any depth. Yeah, because they in the beginning, I feel like they they do establish the tropes really well, and then they explore and deepen them with the other characters yeah. in the jungle. Um, but I love the stuff with Spencer and Fridge where he's like, yeah, it's cool. It's just we're just friends for our whole childhood, but no big deal. Right. And then Freak House, the dad from Freak House, is like, what would you say? And that's a cool – we walked in on that and we were like, what the shit's happening? Yeah. Who's this dude? Um, but, yeah, I think that they establish and they endear the kids to you. Even Bethany is funny even though she's annoying. The fact that she's FaceTiming in class and she's like, my friend's helping me out with something right now. And believe me, I don't like this right. any more than you do. I right. love that <laughs> I love, I, I love the end of the conversation. And I, I got part of the conversation, oh, yeah. but not this part. But when, when the teacher's like, all right, uh, just like get off the phone. Yes. She's like, yes, definitely in two minutes. I'm going to wrap it up in two. Yes, in two minutes. I will wrap it up. And she's like, no, now. Like, you do it was realize there a, are other people. Yeah. Oh, there, That's you what we got. Yeah. Oh, wait, you have the mother's goodbye, which is sets up Spencer so well yeah. with his. He, I, I, uh. Really, really kind of keyed into Spencer in this movie because, like, the hand sanitizer, and this is something my mom pretty much would have said. It's not what she said specifically growing up, but it's what she meant with 90% of what she said when I'd leave the house. Can we play clip number one? Don't forget your EpiPen, and please remember the world is a terrifying place. Be careful of everything, and I love you know the life is all. See you Sunday night. Okay. The that, world is a terrifying place. Be careful of everything. So that's that's like a brilliant example of what I'm talking about, where they like we need to set up Spencer in five seconds. Mm-hmm. And like how can how can we show yeah. you what his life and they get in there that they never revisit that his parents are divorced. Oh, yeah. That his mom is like overbearing and very concerned and he is allergic to everything. Like they get all that in right there. Yep. And it's n- something that no mom would ever say on her way out of the room, but it perfectly encapsulates oh, what yeah. his life is. Yeah. It, yeah well yeah. and and in the world of a movie like this, you buy it and you go, yep, yep. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. And like I said, that's that was a really good, like, that was on the good side of the spectrum. Yeah. Of like, I see a roadblock. We, we have very little time with these teens. Mm-hmm. We have to get as much into these 10 minutes as we can. That's what I, I and I appreciated that they, they did this and then they just moved. Because we came here to see The Rock mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. everybody. We didn't come here for a 30-minute buildup or sometimes... Movies take way too long to get to the point, and actually, Ready Player One does a great job of just getting you into the oasis. Like three minutes in, you're in the oasis. Yeah. You're like fuck yes, for sure. Mud That's what bound, I came for. Mud Mud bound, bound. You see like the ending conflict in the beginning, and you just are sucked in and have to watch the rest of the movie. So, so same same thing. Let's just talk about Mudbound for 34 minutes. How's that? Uh, so then, this is a great set. I love this with Bethany and the teacher. Clip number two. You're aware there. Are- other people in the world, right? <laughs> All the adults in this have such a tiny role, but are hilarious. Yeah. And like the gym teacher too, where she's like, you know, I, I, well, I don't want to do something stupid like be a gym teacher. And she's like, I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to detention. They all, the principal has some really good stuff. Um, I don't think we have a clip from that. No, we do not. But no. he has a, 
some great like um, it, there's a great message for a younger audience as well. Like what kind of it has a very breakfast vi- breakfast club vibe, where it's like what kind of person do you want to be? And there's this theme that keeps coming back. That even though in the video game you have three lives, in real life you only get one life. And what life are you going to choose? And I think that this movie, why it succeeds so well is it's hilarious, but it does have heart underneath it all. Yeah. It's not just, even if they had to rush some of the development, there's still development. For and sure. even if Bethany changes in the game a little and it seems a little, a little forced, I would rather have a little forced and still have her grow to become who she is by the end instead of just take till the end to get there you know what i mean definitely so i think that that's why this movie resonated so much and the rock seeing the rock vulnerable is and that's why central intelligence works so well is because he's like a dopey big kid in that movie and he's so vulnerable and like don't cry don't cry don't cry and like (laughs) one of my favorite scenes is when he goes to hug her (laughs) it's such a funny comedic moment where uh kevin hart and her hug and he's like all right girlfriend and then he comes up and is like yeah give me a hug girlfriend and he like doesn't raise his arms at the right time and he's just like (laughs) Oh, okay. It's just because I've done things like that in my life where I'm like, yeah, all right. How about should we get a hug in here? No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, like, right. Super right. awkward with the, women. The, I'm still awkward with my wife sometimes. She's like, we've known each other for 10, 11 years now. Yeah. What is your deal? Well, I had. You make me very nervous. I, I had 25 <laughs> years of nervousness. I'm still. The ratio is off. Yeah, I'm. I'm still adjusting <laughs> to this new life of not nervous. The, my fa- It'll never adjust yeah. for me. No, my favorite. My favorite instance of that in in the world is when you go to like either shake someone's hand or give them a high five, and they've already put out the pound, and then and then you don't like. Am I gonna adjust? Or are you gonna adjust? And it's a game of chicken. And the last <laughs> minute, you decide to switch. And then they they've also like decided yes. it's a mess, and that's happened to me multiple times. I. I know people who, like, will go in for more elaborate things than that. Yeah. Some of my friends, it took me a while. Like, they'll do more, like, yeah, like, I don't know if we're doing the hug thing. Right. Are we doing the, doing the pull-in for a... Uh, so now I just go, hey! And, yeah, like, it's a clear it sign of, look, bear hug! Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, easier. Or I'm going to attack you. That's, <laughs> oh. <yeah>. <laughs> so, anyways, now that we've only talked about the prologue, uh, they set everything up awesome. Very Breakfast Club which is perfect and a perfect homage since it's kind of an eighties homage with like the old school video games too. This yeah. feels like a very, uh, a Nintendo type game that you would play where the, the quests are really simple. The NPC characters are hilarious, which I've always thought is so funny and, and, and it's never been portrayed that way in a game in a, in a movie before based on a game, obviously, cause they're still trying to make it realistic, but having Murray or I forget his, the actor's name yeah. from flight of the Concords, Repeat the things over and welcome to Jumanji, uh, uh, Mouse. Welcome to Jumanji, and just like how repetitive video games are and yeah. how expositional they are, and how like you have to say the right thing to get to elicit the right response. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll just bounce back with whatever they were saying yeah. earlier. Yeah, there's an example of a movie that did this that didn't work, which was Hardcore Henry, which was an entirely first person action film. Mm-hmm. The whole movie's first person. I almost threw up in theaters. They would warn. They had signs warning people that it, it has been causing audience members nausea. It's technically um, an amazing movie, but like Chartel Copley's in it, and he's like, "Here, throw that grenade over there, and we're gonna blow that up. I'll bet it'll make a huge explosion, and we'll get through." And you're like, "Wait, that doesn't work in a movie, right?" But it works when you're calling it out as like, "What the f- what <laughs> what." Why is he saying that over yeah, and over? And he was also like the the way they did it and the way they eased it in. He was very lifelike and human like, mm-hmm. and he, he didn't seem <coughs> like 
an, an avatar or no. like a character. It was like a person and they discovered through talking to him yep. that he was this character. Yeah. Um, so it, it also like happened very seamlessly, which was good. Oh, okay. So this next sound clip is amazing. This is when Jack Black, so they first get there. Fridge is freaking out. He's got the typical awesome Kevin Hart joke of, where's the top half of my body? Where yeah. He's yelling and freaking out. And I love that Kevin Hart yes. so much. When paired with the right people and the right script, it's perfect. Yes. Um, and even when not paired, it's still really funny. Sure. <laughs> but this is like perfect Kevin Hart. And then uh, we got Karen Gillan freaking out because Martha, she's like, why am I so skimpy? This is weird. And the, the seeing The Rock enamored with his own muscles is hysterical. It's pretty like, funny. Look at this. Yeah. Where's this guy? Yeah, like poking at it. If I had muscles... A fourth the size of the rock, I'd be like, damn, Jesse, look at this, yeah, man. Yeah. But his is like the size of my head, and we all know I have a giant dome. And it's getting bigger, right? We have we talked about I'm this? worried about his I'm health. Like, maybe just relax on the weightlifting, <laughs> the rock. Can we just say real quick before the sound clip? Yes. I am going to venture to say that standing the test of that the rock is going to stand the test of time. And years from now, when people are revisiting his early work, like we revisit uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. he's going to be I think he already is in the upper echelon if not tied with them as one of the best action heroes of all time because he has the charisma and the comedy of a Stallone but even more so mm-hmm. and he has the badassness of and the size of Arnold so like he's like combined everything that makes an action hero awesome but he's also a damn good actor and has comedic timing sure so it's like how did this happen how did he's like He's awesome. He's also... Uh, I will watch anything with The Rock in it. He was also uh, one of the most popular professional wrestlers, yep. and he played uh, high-level college football. So he's a man of many, many talents. Look at this guy. Yeah. Basically, I'm super jealous <laughs> yeah. of... I'm jealous of a quarter of The Rock's talent, yeah. let alone all of it. He's, and then and then he did Baywatch. <laughs> so actually, like... That's his one misstep. You know? You know, that is. I try, I went with my father-in-law to that. Have you seen it? No. Uh-uh. There's about a five-minute boner I joke. Hear, I hear it's good. I hear good things. <laughs> There's about a five-minute boner joke in the beginning where the dude gets a hard-on because the one hot Baywatch babe, and he falls onto a wooden uh, like lawn, uh, beach chair okay. and gets stuck. But his they show it. His dick and balls get twisted this way like a Excalibur sword, which physically makes no sense. Okay. And there's like a three minute sequence where they're trying to talk him out of having a boner so he can get out of here. And I'm like, I'm with my father in law. This is super fucking awkward and not funny. Just objectively, it's not funny. Should we next week cover just the five minute dick joke on <laughs> Baywatch? Forty three minutes. Just that as our but film. Even in that movie, The Rock is awesome. It's the entire movie around him that's terrible. It's the beach. The it's beach the beach is terrible. The bay is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Before anyone else. Uh, okay, so now that we've talked a lot, now this is um, Bethany's reaction to finding out that she is Jack Black when she looks in, in the water and sees a reflection. Clip number three. I'm an overweight middle-aged man. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, we didn't get the beginning where she goes, No! I know. It's so good. I know. This movie reminds you how awesome Jack Black is. Because he. I feel like he is having a renaissance. Mm-hmm. Like, he was huge in in the film and in the comedy world. And then he just kind of went away for a little bit. Yeah. And he did little things here and there. Like, um, he did a few, uh, like, indie dark comedies mm-hmm. that not many people saw. And then Goosebumps was awesome. If you haven't seen that, it's I a haven't. really funny. It's a really fun, excuse me, a really fun movie. And then this is, like, perfect Jack Black comedy again yeah. but not super broad like when he first came on the scene 
Sure. You're used to him being like big and crazy, and I'm a scooter rock guy, you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's Tenacious cool to see D. him playing such a over-the-top character, but dialed in. I feel like I'm just going to do a dissertation on his character. On the Jack Black's movie. acting yeah. chops. It's so good. He should have been nominated for an Academy Award. He should have won. He should have won. He should have won. The names. Let's talk about the names. Mouse Finbar. Yeah. Is Kevin Hart. He yes. thought it was Moose, and he realized it's Mouse. It's great. Smol- Dr. Smolder Bravestone. Yep. Ruby Roundhouse, killer of men. Sure. And she's an expert in dance fighting. Which is great. And then Shelly Oberon, the curvy genius. That's really misleading. <laughs> Very misleading. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely it's misleading. It's like they set that up I, on purpose. I do, I do like that they made her good at dance fighting, but not, like, apparently regular fighting. Yeah. Like, she... She needs music. Yeah, but then she just regular fights. She never, like, does dance moves right. while it's she's like, fighting. I guess when she was first doing it, she started dancing with the guys mm-hmm. and then fu- was fighting them. But that second time when she they turned the music on for her to dance fight, she just, just fought. The fight she scenes are really good in this movie, too. Yeah. They're super fun. Yeah. And the choreography is awesome. Uh, I love... I love that um, the I forgot that Murray uh, whatever his real name is I'm yep. an asshole Nigel Billingsley is a great character for your your I'm Nigel Billingsley welcome to Jumanji it's a perfect name yes these are all very 80s video game names um, did we get what's the next clip we got water with a backpack on okay oh. so this is when Jack Black gets eaten by the the hippo yeah and they're discussing who's gonna jump in and save him can we play clip number four you better get in there and go save her i'm not getting in there you get in there going anywhere i got a backpack on you don't get water with a backpack everybody knows that so true you don't you don't (laughs) you're gonna get every it's water resistant yes not waterproof right Let's let's be real here. You're yeah. gonna ruin a lot you, of shit. You don't wanna you don't wanna submerge your backpack Mm-mm. in water. It, it also like will it's probably act as a flotation device. Yep. So if you're trying to get under where Jack Black probably is, you're not gonna be able he to do it. He wasn't being a coward, he was just being practical. He, you know what? He's the carrier of weapons. He's the weapon valet. Yeah. So he's gotta protect that. Which is also such a great thing that he's the valet yeah. to the rock. Um so we find out some of the weaknesses, which I love that the Rock has no weaknesses, yes. and he has a boomerang skill, which comes in in glorious fashion later on. Once. 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 That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. Uh, we find out that he has smoldering intensity, which right. comes back a lot. Maybe, so his, maybe off balance with the amount yeah. where they use the boomerang. Let's use the boomerang. <laughs> yeah. If I had one note, it would be use the boomerang one more time. Yeah, and maybe the smoldering one fewer. But every time Jack Black reacts to his smoldering, it's so funny. He's yeah. like... Could you do that again? He's like, what? I just said, uh, let's go finish the game. He's like, no, no, no. With the smoldering? Damn, that's a man right there. It's just yeah. so, <laughs> so fun. Oh, shit. I just want to watch this movie again right now. I would have loved, this is uh, not a criticism, just something I would have loved to see. I would have loved for him to kill one of the guys with a smolder, since that was his strength, but it was just used sort of frivolously yeah. as they went through. Yeah. Um, but if he, <laughs> had been able, for if he had been able to kill by too much smolder, that would have been great. Yeah, I like that. If if there was some way, maybe he distracts them while they're on a, on the motorcycle, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Damn, that's some smolder," and then crashes into a tree. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do a rewrite on Jumanji. Just small changes, very small, very small changes. Very small changes. Yeah. Uh, we could all die. Remind me what part. So of this, this is, is just their realization. Yeah. Like they're looking at the tattoos. Jack Black just fell out of the sky. They're looking at their tattoos, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Wait, so this is real?" Yeah. Are you saying that we can actually die in here? I mean, I don't know for sure. You're not sure. You're not sure, Mr. Video Game Genius? Well, I've never actually been stuck in one, okay? So I'm not certain, but yes, I'm afraid we all could die. 
That is my big concern right now. (laughs) That is my big concern right now. I have many smaller concerns, but that is my biggest concern in the moment. It's so good because that sets up some stakes because otherwise if you're just in a video game with limited, uh, unlimited lives right. and we never actually know if they die in the game, if they die in real life. Right. But by buying into the fear of that. Sure. And also, you know, it's, it ties into our own fear of our mortality in real life. So I think that there's some cool stuff there. Um, then we get to. So there's this awesome. The first level where they're chased by all the bad guys on the motorcycles and the dirt bikes and all that. And there's some really cool stuff where uh, the rock just speeds past everybody. And Kevin Hart's like, why am I running so slow? Yeah. Just pissed off. And then the image of him riding on the back of, of the rock piggyback ride is hysterical yeah. to me. Um, then we get Karen Gillan unleashing her full fury with doing uh, a Ruby Roundhouse kick in the air and whooping some ass. And... Uh, and then from there, uh, the next thing is obviously a pit stop. You got to do a pit stop. Sure. And uh, this is where Bethany discovers, I would assume, because she's in high school, she has seen a penis at least in a magazine. I don't want to assume she's seen one in real life because maybe she's saving herself. But the way they set her up, you would assume that she has seen, seen one in real yes. life. But the way they act is that, but maybe it is. Mind blowing to pee out of a penis for the first time. I, I had a little bit of a hard time with this scene. It just, it, I thought it, it was. It seems like a three year old and yeah. not a high schooler. Yeah. Like it seems like someone who couldn't even conceive of a penis. It's like I can aim. Right. <laughs> can we play clip number uh, six? <gasps> oh my God, you guys, there's like literally a penis attached to my body right now. Martha, come look at my penis. <laughs> For how stupid the joke is. Yes. Just Jack Black saying, Martha, come look at my penis, sells it for me. Because it's so ridiculous. Yes. And they go so far with it that it works for me. Because at first I was like, all right. And he's like, wait, I just aim? And and when the fridge mentions like, hey, I'm I'm happy to say that I brought something from real life to the game. And and Jack Black tries to look. And he's like, you don't look? Come on. That's one thing you don't do. Yeah. I like all that stuff. I think that that works. It's a ridiculous joke. Yeah. I I think they could have done everything they did minus Jack Black being like, can you come help me and show me what to do? Teach me how to pee. Teach me how to pee. Because um, like they could have just been like, I gotta, I, I've been dreading this all the whole day, but I have to pee. And everyone else could have been like, yeah, same. Yeah, and, and they could have just that. gone and peed. Because right now it's like Beth, they're setting up the Bethany's so dumb she doesn't know. Like it's one thing if she's like. I don't want to look at it. Can you pull it out for me? Like, that could have been funny. That could have been something super awkward for Kevin Hart where he's like, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, she's like, I don't want to look at it. Right. You look at it. Right. I don't want to look. I don't. And that could have been a fun back and forth. And finally, she's like, fine, I'll do it. Oh, this is crazy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. That might (laughs) have, excuse me, that might have been a way to fix, um, I still have the black lung. Uh, That might have been a way to fix. The ridiculousness of the setup of right. I don't know how to pee because like all the jokes don't need that setup. It's yeah. just like uh, I'm, I've been dreading this because uh, this is the first time I peed with a penis. Has she never gone on a road trip and used one of those funnels that they give you? For fuck's sake, I have questions. Have you seen those? No. <laughs> Apparently, there's like a camping thing for females because it's you can't aim. It's 2018. You and it's like a funnel you pee into so it doesn't yeah. get all over your jeans and stuff. I will say I pee into funnels. Just for uh, fun. Just in my everyday life. Yeah. Why not? Because I got to get him in the bottle. You know what I mean? <laughs> got to say that that urine. <laughs> it's sterile for if the world ends. That got weird. In case, case I need to clean a wound. 
in, okay. in case I'm bit by a so stingray. <laughs> we we have Van Pelt, which by the way, I did uh, when I watched the honest trailers for this, they brought up a good point where anytime they cut away to Van Pelt, mm-hmm. the bad guy with Cannibale. without the characters knowing that that breaks the yeah, rules it, of the video it does. game. It for sure does. But I thought the same thing when I was watching it. Cinematically, uh, if you don't show the villain, other than the three times he shows up yes. with them, then it you have literally already. If there's one complaint aside from the the bad lead up to a penis joke and Kevin Hart maybe infusing a little more of the fridge, it would be that that uh, Bobby Cannavale's character has no development at all, hardly. But he's a video game villain, so right. I don't care. But if they didn't have him at all in it, except for when he pops up, it'd be like, who, what? So they needed those few little. They need, yeah. They had it with the um, with the like video in the beginning. Um, when they, they should have done that like, again one more time. That's more all time. we needed was that one more. Like maybe the kid that mm-hmm. brought them in to get the where the snake was, the black mamba. Yeah. Maybe that kid had a story about him, and they saw him. I'm also confused if he still has the powers now that he doesn't have the gem because it seems like he can still control all the animals in Jumanji even though he doesn't have the gem. It seems it's from what I could get. It seemed like until the the jewel went back, he still up, has the power. He still had the power. Okay, that makes sense. He yeah. has the power. Ah, see, there you go. Um, I already talked about how the fridge gets pissed off and pushes Spencer off the ledge like a dick. Yeah. It's a dick move to real, make him waste one of his move. lives. Then the smack against the wall is awesome. <laughs> when they go to the bazaar, and you mentioned this already, where one of uh, Kevin Hart's weaknesses, Mouse's weaknesses, is cake. Yep. And Bethany's like, oh my god, this bread is so delicious. And he eats it, and he's like, what kind of bread is this? And they're like, pound cake. And he goes... What? And she's, she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't remember. How, what, I guess it's been so long since I've eaten bread. I forgot what it tasted like. Yeah. And then he explodes. Kevin Hart fucking explodes Which from eating cake. Which was surprising. <laughs> that was... So good. That was a shock to me. <laughs> Holy shit. Where? And they even, like, built it up where they where he was like, oh, maybe maybe I'm fine. Maybe, maybe I'm fine. Just, maybe Do I look, is I'm my head getting bigger? overeating. Yeah, like... <laughs> Maybe yeah. I just have a, a sweet tooth. Yeah. And then he explodes. Like, full on, like, like spontaneously combusting from the inside. Yes. I can't see the we, damn light. What's clip number seven? Clip number seven. Strong it, punch? Yeah. So that's um, someone yes. trying to fight the rock. Yes. And the rock is like, I'm, are you sure you want to do this? So they do the Black Mamba thing. They find the, 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 the next token and clue. And the rock's fight scene is awesome because he does what Spencer does in the beginning where you know uppercut punch uh, head slam kablow and he's just chucking dudes through the ceiling he punches a guy through two walls and it looks all exactly what you want out of a rock video game fight and this is the intro to it when this guy with um like kind of a wispy uh, villain mustache yeah. comes to a pr- uh, t- to fight him very I have to warn you I think I'm a very strong puncher <laughs> So, you know, that works for someone like The Rock. I've tried to get out of fights by using that, mm. and um, it usually just ends up with... All right, I'll just tell the story. So I was at a bar. Uh, what was Dimples Karaoke Bar. Rest in peace. Nice. It's gone now. Some guy was shitting on my song afterwards. I sang uh, I sang Break... Uh, uh, Light My Fire by The Doors, and he was riffing on me because he's like, half that song is just a keyboard solo, dick. And I was like, Whoa! I didn't fucking write it, all right? It just happens to be my vocal range and something I feel comfortable with after I've had a few drinks. Yeah. Fucker. Yeah. And he was like, what'd you say? And I was like, I repeated myself again, fucker. And he was like, oh, yeah, let's do this, bro. And I was like, all right, this guy clearly is stronger than me, but maybe I can Bruce Lee trick him like I can do the one-inch punch or whatever that Bruce Lee does. So maybe I can intimidate him. Like, 
I'm skinny but mighty, and I said to him, I have to warn you, I think I'm a very strong puncher. And then he just went like this, and I, my fight or flight kicked in, and guess what it chose? Flight. flight. Oh. Got the fuck out of there. I was on the fence. Then I got I in trouble for not paying my bar tab, too. Damn. It was an embarrassing night. That's, uh, like, as bad as it can be. And I never punched in the sang... Face. Light my fire again. See, that's a mistake. I would have followed that guy around and sang it at you every know that it would be untrue. <laughs> yes. You don't like musical notes? Can't guy? Flirt. Okay, that's a um, good one. So, yeah, when, something? yeah, it's this is it's okay. This is crazy. This is stupid. I like crazy though. I was. Uh, it's at, okay. Just at tell the us. End of high school. There was a house party, and I was in charge of setting up the drinks. <laughs> I love what I know her. <laughs> Keep and going, please. I like I was pouring, I was spiking the punch, and uh-huh. someone started talking to me, and I turned and talked to them. And before I knew it, I had poured the entire. I meant to pour a quarter of the bottle, and oh, I poured no. the whole bottle you, in. You pulled a Dwayne Johnson sized bottle yeah, in, yeah, yeah, not it, a quarter. And it was it was a mistake, and I was regretting it. And then someone who I knew had never had a drink in their whole life came up, and they were like, "I would like some punch." And I was like, without saying it, I was like, I have to warn you, I think I'm a very strong puncher. Describing the role yeah. of making punch. Well, that's it. Every party needs a good puncher. A good puncher. But you need a moderate puncher. Yes. Not a strong puncher. Yes. Unless you want all those high school kids shit face. You need someone who can calibrate. <laughs> that's all. So, so this next one, I think, okay, can't flirt. This is where... Now we've gotten out of the bazaar. We meet Seaplane McDonough or something like yep. that. It's Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas, yeah. Nick Jonas. He, he, we find out that he's Alex Reek. He's been trapped in here for what he thought was months, but it's been 20 years. Uh, and he's never beaten this transportation level where they got to get a vehicle. He's died twice. He's afraid of dying again. He's been stuck there. So they go there, and they're like, oh, my God. I know Bethany's like, oh, my God, I can, I can totally distract boys. That's what I do. And and then this is where Jack Black teaches Karen Gillan. Should we play the sound clip or the video clip? Let's play the sound clip okay. first because yeah. this leads to the video. Okay. I can't just go over there and flirt with some weird soldiers I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, you got to have standards when you you're do. flirting. Yeah. You do. So she has to be taught how to flirt. And this, we'll just play a little, how long is this clip? We'll play like half of it. But yeah, this is one of my favorite, just the two of them back and forth. Just watch. It's so good. Okay. In flirting situations, the key is making them check you out without letting them know that you know that they're checking you out. You're just like, whatever, I'm doing me. And then when they try to talk to you, you can play it one of three ways. Dumb, super into it, or nasty. Which way you play it depends (laughs) on what kind of guy you're dealing with. This is like my dream and my nightmare all at one time. I'm not going to take that personally. Now, hair is everything. Touch it. The guy just got rid of his hat. Play with it. Like, in a way where he's never going to get that back. Hypnotize them with it. Give me a flip like that. Okay, now angle your eyes down. And Karen Gillan is so beautiful in real life that it's hilarious to see her being... And she plays this so well. Now sparkle. It's like an anime character. (laughs) (laughs) Needs work. That's that's, that's, that's good good. enough. (laughs) You're going to stop it there. Sparkle like an anime character. And and then just like the very quick analysis and... Needs work. And then when she goes down there, the beginning of it, she's terrible. Yeah. She's, they're like, what? Did she twist her ankle? Why is she walking like that? Yeah. And Karen Gillan kills it. She's super funny in it. And then the music kicks in. Ooh, baby, I love your ways. And she instantly is sexy as hell. I karaoke. Yeah, I should next time. Yeah. You know? I want to tell you I love your ways. Never, never Every, mind. No, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, and then she whoops the dude's ass. Yeah, they, which, it, and it's sort of funny because like it turns out they're just characters that can only say one thing. So maybe anybody could have just gone down there and stood in front of them <laughs> to distract them. Yeah. Like it didn't seem like they were that interested in her sexuality. No. They were just like, there's a uh, something what in front you, of us. What are you doing out here? Yeah. Alone. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I could see that. But, you know, it was it was worth it. But, yeah, it's the worth it. The journey was worth it. Because yeah. Karen Gillan kills it in that scene. She's sexy. She's She's fierce. She whoops some ass. Mm-hmm. And I love that The Rock comes out to help. And then she sees she's doing fine and is like, cool. You got this. Yeah. And it, it pays off the dance fighting. <laughs> and then it pays off the hug. They and did, then I talked about yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Hey, girlfriend. <laughs> they did a really good job of paying off all the strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. It, it felt like it was a lot of information. And I was like, there's no way we're going to get to all this. And they, and they got to every single one. Do. The only thing that was like when Nick Jonas is like, my weakness is mosquitoes. It's crazy that he was there for 20 years and was never once bitten by a mosquito. That's and that's citronella. Bananas. That's citronella at his uh, fort, at Un- Alan Parrish's fort. Unlimited citronella. You think he would just, like, smother it on himself to yeah. really help out? Yeah. Uh, they, they, I love, I didn't get the sound clip for this, but I love The Rock's reaction when um, <clears throat> Kevin Hart is like, I think she's into you, man. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny to have The Rock <laughs> yell high-pitched and think a girl wouldn't like him. Yes. Uh... Meanwhile, the rest of us just want to be the rock. So then they get in the helicopter, they escape, they get shot in the blade, and they, they fall into this ravine, and they, they can't get back up, so the rock has to reattach it. They're getting chased by albino rhinos, yep. and then Kevin Hart drops the jewel. Yes. Can we play that clip, clip number nine? I dropped the jewel. What? what? You dropped the jewel? I leaned over, thought I had to puke, and I didn't, and it came out my backpack. <laughs> we need the freaking jewel! I know. That's 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 the crazy part, because I know we need it. So that's, we're in the pickle. We're in the pickle. Because <laughs> <laughs> mind you, at this moment, Kevin Hart is also drunk because they made margaritas, yeah. and he drank what the fridge can drink, but not what someone half the size of the fridge can drink. Sure. That, that's the crazy thing, because I know we need it. Because I know we need we're it. In pickle. We're in a pickle. We're in a pickle right now. You know that half that was improvised. Yes. And it's hysterical. It's so good. I, d- I thought I was going to puke. It's so good because it, it made me laugh so hard because it was the one moment basically in the movie. Cause Kevin Hart said at 10 for the whole movie and everyone else is sort of muted. Mm-hmm. And this is where like the moment where it flips where everyone else is freaking out and Kevin Hart has to go down to like a two. <laughs> and it's entirely his fault. And it's just so, it's so, so perfect. well played. Yeah. And then he, the way they get the jewel back because it's being surrounded by the rhinos. As the rock shoves him out, and he gets trampled and killed, and he's like, I saw so many things under those rhinos. I can't unsee that. And, yeah. and even though that's kind of a ridiculous joke, I still like it, too. You know? yeah. Rhino balls are funny. Uh, what, what's the next one? Docs? Docs? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, uh, this is Nick Jonas and Jack Black. Um, and Jack Black is like, you know, ever since I lost my phone, I've been getting in, like, my other senses are being heightened. <laughs> Like her humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does phone mean something different in the future? Which is a great question. Great response to that. Uh, I think scarily it's going, it, it already does. It in fact does. How many times have you had your phone and go, oh, I got to get my camera out and not thought like, this isn't a camera. I know there's a camera on your phone, but we refer to this or I got to get my calculator out. Like nine years ago. A friend of mine, this has made such a strong impression to me. Mm-hmm. They took out their phone and they were complaining about it. And they were like, my phone app is broken. And I was like, what do you mean your phone app? 
that is your phone. That's a phone. It's not an app. That is your phone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so yes, it means something entirely different. And in 10 years from now, it's going to mean a chip in our brains, Johnny yeah. Mnemonic style. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, it's scary, scary shit. Ah, don't even get me started on artificial intelligence. We'll go. just talk about that. Let's Three, go. Two, Here one, we go. go. It's going to be in the, the end of the world. Uh, let's just say AI is Skynet, and I think specifically um, f- Facebook might be Skynet the way it's going. What about sex robots, though? Sex robots are going to lead to the downfall because gotcha. because any new invention in technology always goes porno- pornographic first. Yeah, and sex robots are going to end up taking over. This is going to sound like super ignorant, um, and it has nothing to do with sex robots. But uh-huh. today I was I was probably about fifteen miles from my house when I realized I didn't have my wallet on me. I'd forgotten my wallet at home. And my gaslight came on, and I almost lost my mind for a moment because I never, I've never used my phone for this before. Apple Pay, Apple Pay, yeah. And I like on a whim put my credit card into my phone, and I almost didn't do it because I was like, I don't want my credit card information. But you know, it's in there already. Who cares? Right? Yeah, who gives a shit? Um, it's in like sixteen apps. On right, right, right. So I put it in there, um, and I'm glad that I did because I was able to purchase gasoline and get back home. You can also go to the bank and give them all your info, and they'll give you cash out of... I, I did that one time when I didn't have my wallet or anything before Apple Pay. I was like, yeah. here's my Social Security. Here's this, 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 and this. It's me. Right. I just don't have my wallet, and I just need $20. Right. You know? Anyways, look at that. Life hacks. Now that there Apple Pay exists, you don't need that. But if you ever don't have your phone or your wallet, Oof. go to your bank. Uh, anyways, you learn something new every day. <laughs> you kick... Steve's like, please stop yeah. talking about this. Get Let's play Cake movie. Makes Me Explode. How does he do that? Climbing is one of his strengths. Ah, oh, gotcha. Cake Makes Me Explode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, though. Uh, after Easter after Easter dinner, uh, sweets make me explode, too, man. I, I'm, not, I'm not meaning gross, like shitting myself. I mean, like, I ate way too many sweets. Yeah. It was like we got an Easter basket for my daughter, and I think I ate all her candy because she's sixteen months you're old. A thief. She doesn't need all that shit. Oh, she doesn't need that. Yeah, we got it for show. So you bought it for her. I got and her. Then you I got her it. a bunch of awesome stuff, like a, a a fake toy purse that she can pretend to use and stuff, and mm-hmm. fake credit card in there because she always takes mine out of my wallet and throws them all <laughs> over the living room so she can get gas. If she's she needs like, ah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, where's my credit cards? Yeah. They're on my living room floor. Uh, you know, so we got her a bunch of toys and cool stuff, but the candy I ate. Way too much. I'm amazed that I didn't explode on Easter Sunday. Yeah, I am. I mean, I'm proud of you for not. Yeah, well, at least I don't have an exploding cake allergy because that would be bad. That was just as random as can be, but yeah. it, it paid off in paid off two so of well. my favorite jokes. Paid off so well. Uh, so then there's the, they go to the end temple. There's a bunch of awesome action scenes with the rock wrecking dudes and, and, and they're ch- getting chased by jaguars. They really, they smartly combine. Uh, human versus human combat with animals this time around because the f- they they didn't the first movie is almost predominantly animals except the hunter the hunter and I like that they didn't just hit the gas with the animals but they did enough that it, it still felt like a Jumanji movie right without feeling like CGI overload you know sure. and uh, this whole thing is fun there's all kinds of cool uh, spectacle in it um, but this clip here is where Kevin Hart gets real can we play that we we always only have one life man. Okay, that's that's all we get. That's how it works. The question is, is how are you going to live it? Which guy are you going to decide to be? Damn, man, that's real. Yeah, 
That's yeah, real. Coming from Kevin Hart, too. That's also cool for like a kid watching this. Like, totally. what are you going to be? Yes. You know, don't waste it. Cause I, and I don't mean to get all deep and shit, but like, I feel like half our lives we just get distracted with bullshit. Like, how often am I on Facebook? For 20 minutes of time when I could have been writing a new joke. I mean, new... I'm I'm watching you on my phone, and it's a lot. You know? Yeah. We're trying to have a podcast here, yeah. Jesse. <laughs> you're periscoping. You're watching well, me on Periscope. Yeah, you're right. It's my own fault for live feeding on here, you know? You're um, just going to watch it. You know that's one of your weaknesses. It's um, one of my weaknesses. But it, it also, like, speaks to... There's a weird... Um, a weird idea, not idea, but like feeling when you're younger, especially like if yeah. you do play video games that like you can always just restart and it's not like you don't yeah. necessarily think that about life, yeah. but it gives you, it gives you a weird oh, yeah, you feel impression invincible. of stuff where you can, if you're playing a video game, you can just restart and try again with knowledge mm-hmm. and that like, that's not how it is. And you just have to like. It, the earlier you can understand that, the better and happier you'll probably be. Look at that. Um, yeah. yeah. Look at that. that. That's right. I think that's that's a pretty good thing to end on right I've, there. The I've, more you know. You I just know want what? the rainbow with the star to come up Listen, like the NBC I, thing. I Googled inspirational <laughs> speech, and I memorized it. And you know what? You're welcome. I will say uh, there's a very sweet ending where they, they get together in the real world, and Martha and Spencer kiss, and it's that awesome kind of like 80s sweeping shot. And it, it, you feel triumphant at that moment. You're like, yeah, the two nerds unite. And it's not like an unrealistic relationship with like a super hot girl and a nerdy guy. It's like they're both nerdy kids that just find each other. And I yeah. think there's something really endearing about that um, and believable. I do. Uh, I didn't pull the sound clip, but when Kevin Hart comes riding in on the elephant in the end and he goes, zoology, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's one of my favorites. I, I should have pulled that. But hey, zoology, bitch. Oh, man, this movie is hysterical. I think the only thing that bums me out is they smash the video game, so I don't know how they're going to make a sequel. They, I, I mean, I hope they don't. Honestly, like, it was yeah. fun. I had a great time. It'll kill I hope it. that this yeah. is it. They could make a sequel with a completely different cast, but it's hard because then you're just rehashing the video game tropes again. Yeah. They're going to make a sequel. I'm sure. I hope not. But it probably won't be as good. because this what I movie, about the original. This movie is, I love this one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they'll surprise us a third time. Yeah. Hey, uh, until next time, Jesse, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at The Prom Losers. You can find me at The Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find my parenting blog and comedy stuff at Parents vs. Baby and ParentsVsBaby.com. And let us know what you thought about Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. How does it live up to the original? We didn't really even get into that, but I think it's a very worthy sequel. I think it's funnier. The first one's more kind of dramatic and has like some darkness to it, but this one's ridiculous. Let us know which one you like better. And if you want to see a Jumanji 3, let us know about that and what you think we should do next week. We're leaning towards another The Rock movie. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, the five minutes of Baywatch. Yeah, the five minutes jokes. of Baywatch. Yeah. Until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. <laughs>